You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast. We're going to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I ain't got no AKA. Yes, I do. AKA, bitch, my feet hurt. Um, and I'm joined by my friends and my co-hosts. What's up, everybody? It's Candice, not so new at BC on all social media. Um, my AKA is Rocky's fingers are stickier than a toddler with a sucker. All he do is steal from people. Okay. <laughs> the nigga is a thief. Grand Theft Rocco. All right. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Ed, we're still in hands. Because I'm not fooling with you. Hey, y'all. Rocco, no swiping. Like, what it? <laughs> okay. We. <laughs> We we don't we don't have much, you know, in terms of, you know, ratchet mess of the week. What we will say is we know that the black ink brand is never coming back because Caesar beat a puppy. Never mind that he beat a child first, but he went on to beat a puppy and now everybody check got pulled. However, Adrian brought to my attention and I brought to hers that for has finally stepped into his golden era and started doing porn because Ford been sending pictures of his dick and his booty hole for years now. And we have discussed it. I wish I could remember what episode it was on when me and Curtis discussed it. But he been letting the world know that that little, what do you call it, Adrian? That little chocolate starfish? He been yep. setting that chocolate starfish out forever he have been letting the world see that booty hole for a long time um but also he has been letting the world know that trans women are women and they get love from him as well and he's attracted to women women and as jeremy said in our group chat while they are still generally terrible people on these shows um a few of them have always had seemingly decent politics and uh four has been one of those people when it comes to the community and being an ally and so and he don't give a fuck how nobody feel about it he don't and now i'm here for it well i'm glad he stepped into his true calling the slinging the rod and the hole because damn because lord knows it wasn't rapping it was not rapping it's tapping nah. cervixes and booty holes and mm-hmm. clicks and everything it is it's tapping with that with that dick it is not rapping you cannot rap and it's not tattooing that's the wrong t <laughs> tapping not tattooing tapping well, tattoo not rapping that's just the wrong instrument hello hello use your mega muscle okay <laughs> <laughs> use your fucking mega muscle but don't you dare go on. the only studio i want to see you in is where they used to record booty talk that's so it. like random Wherever gas station to- yeah, yeah, that's what I want to see. I'm just sure, I'm just making sure we are random all. gas stations, trap houses, and everything else. But I don't want to see you in nobody music studio. I nah, want you in the fancy. studios where I want to see you in the studios where you are making pornography. Nah, he I'm not paying he the 30 for your OnlyFans. Oh, no, no, nah, you won't get that 30. Mm-hmm. I'll just be toxic and look at the leak videos like every, mm-hmm. like a lot of motherfuckers. Or what you put on your Twitter. Yeah. 
definitely. Because I pulled up to his Twitter one day and I had to back out slowly because I did not expect to see his booty hole as soon as I went on his page. I was like, boy, that's a booty hole. Like, what? Yeah, mine and was him and, getting his booty hole ate with them cartoon red boots on. And I was like, this, I am oddly oh my God. interested. Not the, <laughs> not the Mario, not the Yoshi boots. Yes. That motherfucker powered up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it might not have been a gold star, but it was a chocolate star. <laughs> I mean, so since we're not paying the 30, but for if you hear this and would like to give us a guest pad, we, we will accept it and we can be reached on Twitter for such accommodation. Absolutely. Our resident legal counsel. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Jeremy, I'm talking about slut and you going to bring that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nah, see why we just saying we want to we wouldn't we are ah. we at the forefront we want to view your mate your material legally. The so forefront, I see what you us, did, if that you, nigga. <laughs> if you if you want to give us a guest pass, we want to accept it. Now, <laughs> I just had to get that out the way because this is on the heels of another black trans woman being murdered, and again, trans women are women and. The, the level of toxicity and transphobia that it takes to take a trans woman's life because you find yourself attracted to her. And society says there's something wrong with you if you're attracted to a trans woman and treat her just like any other woman that you would be with if she was cisgendered or not. So kudos to you for truly. May the tongues continue to slide upon thy booty hole. Uh, maybe not prayers up, but tongues up. If tongues you will. down. In, in that hole. <laughs> um, speaking of speaking of things being down, I just I just want to say that this geriatric kerfuffle between Jen and Jackie is a fucking nightmare, and it's stupid. And this is on the heels of Jen having one of the most boring hair shows I've ever seen in my fucking life. Calling that a show, Jen. Because you had bitches walking outside in the sun in clip-ins and swimsuits. That was not a hair show, girl. That was fucking boring. You could have just took pictures and opened an online store. I expected to see some fucking styles. I expected to see some weaves weaving. I didn't only because... You are fucking boring. You are a boring snooze fest of a bitch. And and you and uh, Jelani, Jelani, y'all both missing side teeth. So y'all are orthodontic matches in hell. Yeah, I didn't expect nothing from the show, but the air quote show, because Jen has always been born. She every time she is on this uh, show, unless she is starting mess or fighting with someone, she don't have no storyline. None. It was about what I uh, expected, which was trash. Absolutely. And I just I want Jackie Christie. I wish I could tighten the rings around your neck. Until you, until I put you in a sleeper hold and then freeze you cryogenically because you are so fucking dumb and stupid and old and stupid and bored and stupid. And I do not understand you lying about, why would you even want to be associated with a, with a hair show as boring as what the fuck Jen did talking about you helped her produce it. You can't even produce a fucking real estate license. You ain't passed that test yet. Someone be real. And I could be wrong, but I don't give a damn, Miss Jackie. I don't even think she even doing real estate like that for real, for real. I think that's just something that the writers gave her to say she's doing something for a storyline. I'm going to just keep it a book. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Because, like... fucking boring. 
Cause yeah, like basic. Um, unless I'm mistaken, and you know, Candace, please correct me. Because uh, Lord knows me and you <laughs> keep it this a lot. Because I know Adrian don't give a damn. But Adrian uh, does not give a fuck about basketball wise, <laughs> and I respect and I can't blame her commitment him. to not indulging in any capacity. I can't blame him. But correct me if I'm wrong, Candace. Jackie mentioned that real estate stuff, and they went to like one house. What maybe one episode and didn't mention it no more. Um, unless I'm tripping. Yeah, she showed Jen like one house, and that's why her and Jen ultimately ended up at getting into it because Jen was like, "Yo, real estate company wanted you to show this. Like exactly. this shit is awful." Right. So that's why I say we, we they mentioned that shit once, maybe twice, and we ain't seen it no more. So that's why I say I feel like Jack ain't really even doing this shit for real. And it's just something they gave her for a storyline this season. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree there as well. Definitely inclined to agree. Um, I do not care about the rest of these ladies on this show. I'm gonna be so honest. I, I, I am. I do like Duffy. I'll say that, and I'm glad that she is actually showing that she does the work to be better and communicate better with people in her life. I still don't think she owe Brandy a motherfucking thing because you don't get to expect loyalty from me. And when we get into it, you talking shit about me to anybody who will listen. I don't owe you shit. I don't owe you a goddamn thing because if you really cared about me and you valued our friendship, we would hash our shit out amongst each other. You would not be running around talking shit about me to anybody who will listen. I don't give a fuck about Brandy. Like you require more loyalty from Duffy than your fucking husband. Mm. And that's why I don't, I don't deal with bitches like Brandy. Cause I'm a, I'm a girl's girl. I'm inclined to give my female friends grace because a lot of people, a lot of women have a bad habit of expecting perfection from their, from their woman friends and they will let these niggas run all over them and play in their motherfucking face. But as soon as one of their woman friends do something they don't like, they on Twitter talking shit, talking about these hoes loyal to they ain't and all kind of weird shit. Shut the fuck up. Sister like this, folks. Just shut the fuck up. You have you you want more from fucking Duffy than you want from your own husband. He not even willing to relocate after years of you traveling around chasing behind him as a basketball wife. So that you can have the career you, you feel like you deserve. Even though you can't cook for shit, bitch. You can't cook. And I don't want no cookbook from you. But fuck you. Um, but poor little Angel. Cook. What Angel, get them kids a multivitamin. Them babies is always sick. And where the fuck is Rockstar? Why are you a single parent with a partner? He's somewhere being messy. <laughs> he probably somewhere letting Zell lick his chocolate starfish. Okay, all right. So we all moving right. on. <laughs> Allegedly. I just <laughs> I just feel like every time something goes on with those kids, he is never nowhere to be fucking found and you scrambling and you you know what I'm saying? Like you have a partner who can't even care for a child. You have four children. You are the exact opposite of Akbar V. You have too many child. <laughs> and he one of them. Um British go to jail. Just go to jail, stay in jail. You a fucking scammer. While this was, since this has been airing, she has been hit with more charges for oh, fraud really? and scammery. Yes. Mm. Yep. Because um, shout out to our good sis, Reese Ray of Love Drought Podcast, who also just um, was elected as a councilman. She's in St. Louis mm -hmm. and British caught those charges in St. Louis. So Reese had mm. hit me a week or two ago and was like, yeah, she's she's been hit with more charges since her original charges. Mm. 
May you get the gin shot treat, honestly. You Go is a jail. criminal. You are a criminal. You are a scammer. Scamming. Well, don't let the do- don't let the ankle monitor hit you with a good little split. Okay. <laughs> or maybe it should. Maybe the <laughs> ankle monitor give you the four treatment. May it hit you right in the booty hole. Okay. Um, uh, speaking of scamming, this Seeking Brother Husband show scammed hmm. me because I thought we were going to see polyamorous couples who really had a hold and a grasp on polyamory. I just feel like a lot of these couples are not good at polyamory. And go ahead, friend. I will take it a step further. Um, I don't think they're just good at being a partner, let alone being a polyamorous. Yeah. Uh, Because I think for the majority of these couples and these people, um, in them in these in these relations i think they're either stupid uh cannot communicate selfish or a combination of all three and that's not a good look for any type of partnership let alone a polyamorous points are made points have been made if you it doesn't matter what type of relationship you embark on if you are not willing to do the work to be a present and accountable and communicative partner, it will always fall apart. Um, One of the things that I won't say struck me as odd, but it made me realize that even though these couples present as polyamorous, they still have a lot of unlearning to do. It's like with Kenya and is the nigga named Tiger? Liger? Yeah, Tiger. Tiger and Roy? Okay, <laughs> Tiger, not like, yeah. Not Liger Zero. Kenya and Tiger, Tiger mainly, is committed to having a wedding ceremony, though he and Kenya can't be legally married. And it, for me, it brought up the question of to be so heavily into non-traditional non-monogamy, y'all certainly are leaning into traditional monogamy bullshit, like weddings, right? You have an opportunity, you have a unique opportunity to link to move away from a traditional thing like a wedding and maybe do a commitment ceremony. And I think Adrian had a good point in a pregame. Then there's all of this emphasis on, well, I don't want to do it if your parents are not coming. And I don't want to do it if if your parents don't approve. And the thing is, it's again, non-traditional, non-monogamy. And y'all are older. Y'all are uh, older persons. And so that means you have even older parents who really do not understand and will not be on the same um, boat as you when it comes to the lifestyle that y'all are living. And so to be like, well, I don't know if I really want to do this if your parents not going to be there. What do it fucking matter? What do it matter? If if we are comfortable in what we're doing, if what we are, we know it's right for us, I don't give a fuck what your mama think. Bald head pussy hoe, I don't care. And he ugly, so I know his mama and them ugly. Like, why do I care? That's two less ugly motherfuckers at my commitment ceremony. Stinking up the pictures. Yeah, I said this in the pregame, and I'll say it here. Um, I don't... The thing for me is that um, it just lacks a lot of creativity, right? Because if you want to have, like, a wedding or a ceremony or whatever, I feel like that's fine. Like, again, it is kind of, you know, it's like... It's kind of weird because that is a very traditional thing. And y'all are clearly non-traditional, but whatever. Okay, cool. But like, 
the wanting approval, which is very much tied in tradition and just not being imaginative. Like this was a chance to like get in your bag and be like, imagine and imaginative, explorative, you know, think big, bitch. Like, you know, dress it up and make it real or whatever the fuck future said. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it just feels like you have this opportunity to, to go all out and do something creative since y'all are in a creative, you know, unique situation. And yet you still want to kind of do the boring old traditional shit as if y'all in a, you know, old traditional ass, you know, situation. And that's just not it. Like, it's the lack of creativity for me that's just struck me as like very very odd yeah i mean i think i mean can you practice non-monogamy with like but with a traditional twist on it i guess becomes the thing because just because you want to be poly does that mean that it takes away like those traditional things or it's just just be being ethically non-monogamous i mean i'm not sure certainly at the end of the day you can lean into whatever traditions you want to, but I think the way that you are going to really help people learn about non-traditional non-monogamy is to create new traditions and create new things that steer away from what's traditional. Because as a whole, when you think of somebody getting married, you lean heavily into monogamy mm-hmm. and, le- and and the legal aspects of it. Yeah, there you go. That that right there. That right when up. you That's, when you yeah. when you typically when you get married and you have a wedding, it it is also a, a legally binding situation as well. Yeah. Whereas Business. that's not truly that's not the case for non-traditional non-monogamy. One couple may be married, but the, and any person's coming in after, if you want to have legally binding documents in terms of financials and this, that, and the third, you can do that. But legally, you can't get married again while you're already married. Right. So I, I I think to really start to take the stigma off of like polyamorous lifestyles, you're going to have to lean away from traditional things because that's where your mind is going to instantly go when you says, oh, somebody's getting married. Oh, they're having a wedding. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. best of luck to them. But I certainly don't care about Tiger, Slackjaw, Mama and Daddy coming to they, they wedding. And I don't I don't think Kenya should either. And I'm going to leave it to you, Adrian, because you put yeah, it was, very was, eloquently I, I about what Kenya wants and what do she want? He want to get dig down like she want new dig. And when you hear her describe how she Kenya likes the feeling, the new feeling of being in love. She likes that newness feeling. And so she honestly is just going to keep recreating this over and over again once that feeling gets old or goes away she want to keep having that new dick smell yeah 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 i mean that's what it that's what it sounded like to me and to each to to each their own to each their own um i managed to find newness in my relationship all the time but to each their own but if tiger is not ready for that because once she gets this new guy can't can't Long story short, Kenya not finna stop doing dicks. So if he's not good with not that, not finna w- stop doing dicks. It's like crack. She is. You smoke dicks, not, don't not you? Finna put, you smoke dicks, don't you? She not finna put that dick pipe down. No, she's not, and she wants new and different ways and spinning the block ways of doing it. So if Tiger is not good with that, then 
he just might want to pack up his 10 years and go on mosey on down the road yeah and take that take that nigga vincent with him and take them contacts out too but that's on oh, another <laughs> No, it's on this note because I cannot take no man serious wearing colored contacts. Ain't nobody gonna force me to. Decisions is made when you do shit like that. With your lavender. <laughs> Go on with your lavender. With your lavender um, eyes. You know, which brings me to, what's her name? Elisa? Is that how we pronounce it? I ain't heard the bitch name say it yet on the show. She just come in and start talking about this too. Eliza. Okay. It's one of them two. Eliza. Which one is Eliza? That's the one with the white husband and the black boyfriend who doesn't want her to add another partner into their situation. Oh, I, I know them as Vincent. Don't, Vincent. <laughs> don't, don't give me... We're not giving her no shine in the front. Vincent and them. Now you're just saying the crackers to the back. I, I just... I got very agitated. I I get agitated with how she moves. And it's a, to me, it's a little similar to Kenya in that you know that one, at least one partner in this equation is very uncomfortable with the idea of you adding another partner to the equation. And instead of removing them, because ultimately, if the boundaries are not respected, if the, if the wants and needs are not on the same page, why are you trying to force somebody into it? She talking about, oh, this is just a test to see how comfortable he is seeing me talk to other people. There needn't be a test. He has said repeatedly he is not comfortable with the thought of you dating anybody outside of you, uh, outside of him and his husband. What are you trying to accomplish? And it's giving racism because you white, bitch. <laughs> it's definitely giving racist because you white. And Vincent, can... take your buck dancing ass on somewhere and get with somebody who want to do what you want to do. That that lady won't dick. She got dick on her breath and dick on her brain. And she willing yeah, to do I anything don't... to get some new dick on the train. Like, I'm feeling like Dr. Seuss here, bitch. What, is, like, what, what are we doing? I feel like that whole little... I feel like that whole little barbecue is almost was almost like a swingers barbecue in my mm. head and that might not have been true because they were talking to the one lady that was just like i'm not with that yeah and that one lady probably... was like um marriage supposed to be between men and women and i don't necessarily agree with that i think love and romance should be what you want it to be consensually with people who are on the same page as you mm -hmm. but like you literally the key word, had the a, same page yeah yeah, you literally had a whole cookout to make this man uncomfortable. And again, it's giving racism because he already said he was uncomfortable. Like, at what point was his mind going to change? Do Am I the only one that feel like that? Like, when was his mind going to change? It was man passive. Mm, I think it was aggressive, aggressive. I don't think she's not. I mean, she's not passive playing. about it. it not, no, because she's she passive about it. It's not because she's she said her opinion. And while I can agree, it's not these women's responsibility for these men to lead the situations that they're in because they're being upfront and honest about what they want and what they're going to do. And they are leaving it. Hey, I'm still going to be doing digs. I want new digs. I want old digs. All the digs. If you're willing digs, to be. I want show dick. I want. <laughs> I want. Body. <laughs> and more dicks and you and i want a dick and i want another dick and you can get some dick too like why yeah so it's here? just like if you're not with if you're not with it just leave but thinking that 
me being here complaining or forcing weddings is going to do something. It's not going to do anything. They let you know what it is. So either you get with it or you get lost. Like, and I don't think uh, Kenya or this white girl got any, any problem with that. Great value. Katie Holmes ain't got no problem with him. Great leaving cause she, great but she going to find Katie somebody Holmes. else. Great value, Katie Holmes. I will say I agree with you, Adrian. Like that's the one thing I will say that the way they are being up front, and it's up to the men or you know these people whether they want to leave or not. The thing is though, while they're being up front, at the same time they also trying to convince them to get with the program, which is kind of like like both of y'all being goofy. Like you y'all did if you're not with it, you need to be grown enough, a man enough to be like, I ain't with this shit. I will catch y'all on the way. Thank y'all for the check being on this show. Um, so that's their responsibility, right? But also, like, you can't be like, hey, I want all the dicks. You even going to get in line or get gone, but also try to change their mind so they will get in line. It's like, you got to pick a side. So what have they done? And maybe I missed it. What have they done to change their minds about it? They haven't. It, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if they work, because it don't seem like they are trying trying to do that i mean an argument can be made for katie holmes that she was trying to by inviting hey, I, I was talking about that Katie. Thing. I was oh okay 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 well then, yeah, i, I, I really i certainly i don't think tiger is at all really invested in, in polyamory more so the the other husband is more of a the, her actual husband is a pretty much a non-factor like he seemed like he don't really want to be bothered with her ass most of the time. And they said he and got another wife. So Yeah, so so I think this is more of a tiger issue where he has put all his eggs in one basket with Kenya and it shows. Yeah. It shows. Yeah. Like I said before, I think a lot I think Vincent and Tiger thought it's just going to be me. They're just doing this for me, not realizing um that down the line they would add different partners yep yep no lies told no lies told um Shayna and this baby situation nothing to do with their politics per se and how they move in a relationship I just I just as I just don't understand what made you think a man who has five children between the ages of 25 and 35 was gonna want to start over and have a brand new baby like was that discussed was that part of the plan was that something he that committed part. to forget that part a man that don't seem to even like you that much i'm just gonna be honest it seems very it, i don't see the romance there i don't i don't i don't see the romantic feelings there you see toleration of what you i do and Isn't when you hear how they the cheaper to keeper couple yep that's what it sound like that's what that's what i that's what i got like i could tell when he was out there uh washing multiple teslas and shit like that that this is probably a financial arrangement yeah i could see that i could see that because how are you i don't know how you saying you want to have a baby and don't neither nigga you fucking want to be the baby father like what discussions were you having with these men if any at all about the future right no i agree so now you're going to find a third person to be the father of the baby? Okay. Okay. She's going to have baby daddy interview. I mean, that seems like what it's going to be. Unless she's going to find a man she's going to run off with. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I don't care about that other white couple who he called his mom and, and was trying to talk about, you know, the dynamics of being polyamorous because um, 
I don't care about Honey Boo Boo's. I don't care about Honey Boo Boo Mama being on my TV. Get Mama June off my TV. I I think you said in the pregame to Adrian, like, I'm not sure what these couples expect from their older parents when it comes to this. This goes totally against everything they believe in. I mean, and then especially for that white couple to know she cheated and then y'all came up with this, like, mm, Mm. everybody smelled bullshit like I smelled it. Like, mm, that's a little odd. Yeah, like it's not curling over. It, It doesn't curl all the way over. And I think for the for his mom, I think she can see you as a as a parent. You know your kids. You know them. And I think she, she knows her son is really not. With yeah, she yeah. knows her son not really with this. Yeah, I agree. But I don't care about seeing white white men suffer. No, not really. Not 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 particularly. Especially when you could stand up and do something better. So yeah, absolutely. Well, y'all, we're going to hop into a break. And when we come back, we're going to get into the rest of our shows, which includes um, the the series, I guess maybe the series finale of SWV Escape, uh, Queens of R&B, and Love and Marriage Huntsville is back. And so we will jump into that. Uh, Stay tuned. Don't go nowhere. Go get your little drinky drink. Uh, Get your little smoky smoke if you need to do that. And we'll be Back after the jump. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back. We are back. We are back after the break. We hope y'all are ready to get into the rest of the shows. I've been waiting to get to this segment because Latasha Scott and Rocky got, they got, they ain't had the ass whooping the show. Mm. They ain't had the proper hands laid on them and it fucking shows because these motherfuckers that sat up here and described what a kickback is described getting the kickback and then said they ain't never had no kickback and so um i'm gonna i'm gonna break this down i don't know if everybody knows but y'all remember at one point when candy refused to be part of escape anymore and it was escape with the three that was backwards mm-hmm. yeah i remember that you, you when they were escape okay now put a pin in that at that time Tiny, Tasha, and Tamika were performing as Escape 3. And Rocky was working with this promoter. And this promoter was basically saying, if you can get Candy to come back and all four girls do sh- do my shows, I will take care of you. I will, I will grease your pockets up really nicely. That was that time period. And Candy came out and said that, her and Latasha have never had a relationship outside of work and being group members. They've never been friends. But suddenly, Latasha was ringing Candy phone down, talking about, you should come back. We need you. It's not escape without you. You know, we was put here to be do this escape stuff together. We have a legacy. to Just sweet talking to her and gassing her up. Candy decides to come back. The first show they were supposed to do as the OG Escape, Candy and Tiny get COVID. They don't do the show. The promoter wants the money back because Rocky didn't deliver 
like he said he was. Mm-hmm. Rocky and Tasha fall out with this promoter because they refuse to give him back the money for not delivering their end of the deal. All of a sudden, Rocky and Tasha start acting like this promoter is Satan himself. And then they get to arguing with the rest of the girls because the the rest of the girls didn't want to stop working with this promoter because they didn't know all the shit going on behind the scenes. And in order for them to know that, Tasha and Rocky would have had to come out and tell the truth about what their real issue was with this promoter. So now we back in this final episode and that's where all those text messages and shit come from. And that Rocky was accepting Rocky and Tasha. I'm not even going like, I can't keep giving Tasha the benefit of the doubt. You know what money is coming in your fucking household. You know, that you know where extra $20,000 came from. So that, so we here now. And these motherfuckers sitting up here acting like they don't know what kickback mean and all type of weirdo shit. Child, fuck everybody. I would beat Tasha the fuck up. Every time I see her. It is just kind of like marvelous. While also, girl, what the fuck? That literally every problem with this group, either in group or outside the group, like professionally and just, you know, amongst themselves, she is always the common denigrator every single fucking time. The common the thiefinator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The kleptomator. Mm-hmm. But yep. yeah, she, she always the fucking problem. It never fails. Yep. Speaking of, I'm I'm not meant to go to these type of concerts with these retro artists because they don't they they don't sound good when they be singing. <laughs> Like, what is this? Hmm. And Coco got some anger issues, huh? That bitch said, I'm ready to fight. Like, hold on now, bitch. Please don't do this. Don't do this to nobody. Sit down, please. Now, this a lot. Too much. But I'm glad it came together. I just, I feel a little, I don't feel a whole lot bad for Tamika Scott. Because again, as I want to, as I said in not the, the last episode we recorded, she getting back a lot of what she dished out because you were standing with your sister, whether she was right, wrong, or indifferent against the other girls. And it totally came back to bite you in the ass. She doesn't have any loyalty to anybody but that nigga. And you was running around talking shit about Candy and Tiny and saying all type of awful, salacious shit, knowing that it wasn't true. And now here's your own sister stabbing you in the back every chance she fucking gets over a man. Like, what do you want us to do with this information, poo-poo? I don't know. It is what it is. Would you all Um, like to see them try to do this with a different group that's not these two? Or or maybe like SWV or somebody else? I was thinking about it, but... mm. I like I'm going to be honest. I like the mess. (laughs) I wouldn't mind seeing something with like 112, considering all the drama they be having going on. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I wonder I if they it. still bound by their contract with Diddy. I, that's a good question. Because you know them Diddy contracts written in blood, literally. Satan, if you will. So I, I don't know. Um, Love and Marriage Huntsville is back. Speaking of written in blood. <laughs> say Let me tell you something, Carlos King. I needed more time. I needed more time. I needed mm-hmm. more time before the new season start. Because this can be a lot with them. Because you know once they start... That means all the social media stuff is going to start up all over again. I needed a little more time away. 
Make me hey, miss him a little bit. Adrian said she needed a, she needed a little bit more time to breathe. I really did. I have a drag on my spirit for Carlos King because okay. you spend so much time invested in what's going on on Bravo. You got all the tea when it comes to Married to Medicine, the Housewives franchise, Ultimate Girls Trip, Um, you know, whatever the case may be. You are fully invested in everything Bravo, but you do not hold these motherfuckers' feet to the fire on Love and Marriage Huntsville. There is so much going on behind the scenes with these couples and this cast, yet you keep bringing us this stale-ass bullshit between Kiki and Tisha. Literally, Scott, Tisha and Marceau's business is tied up in so much fucking litigation that they can't even bring a bulldozer to a construction site as of right now. Where is that? Who not care about Kiki and Tisha still arguing? I don't. I mean, didn't care about it when they was arguing. Cause I mean, I, I like, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like, please correct me if I'm wrong. But didn't these niggas literally apologize to each other on on an episode live? Didn't they legit apologize? So why the fuck are we still here? Why are this we is still the formula? Here? <laughs> Say what? This is the formula. You spend the season on an issue. You dead the issue at the reunion. Then I guess maybe they see the season and what was said during confessional and then they reignite the beef. This is the template for this show, which is why I needed more time. Because you're, <laughs> you're not giving me no new mess. We just talking about old mess. Like, and is, I got... Go ahead, Jeremy. This is filler. It's filler. It's filler. It's fodder. Like, nigga, where's, it, where's the and maybe and maybe to your point, Ken, it's like maybe it's a it's a situation like it was on Salt Lake City where it's like for legal reasons they can't bring up certain stuff, but nigga find a work around something. Shit. Throw a dog a bone or something. Get to the get to the root. Something shit. Even if if you're not gonna do that with a legal shit. Why are y'all not active? Like, I'm not even being funny. At this point, why is Martell's baby mama not on this show? Hello? Why is these supposed mistresses that Marceau have not on this show? Hello? And y'all have it on all this good authority, but it never makes it to the show. We get the same argument. Tisha being insecure where it comes to Marceau. Tisha and Kiki arguing. Tisha and Mel arguing and so on and so forth. It's, it's nothing new. It's very stale. Like I just I I want to understand it, but I'm not I'm not giving Carlos King nothing because he's too he's too uh he has too much to say when it comes to Bravo shows for him to give us this season opener that's a fucking snooze fest. Like nigga, do again. Like if you need writers, <laughs> the contact information. What you say, Asian? The contact information is available. Yes, like come on. Yeah. Like, if you need somebody on the writer's block, we got you. But this ain't it. It's not it. Because I don't give a damn it, about Tisha and, and her cousin up here looking like two angry beavers. I don't give a damn about that. I don't even care about this shit with Stormy and Mel. Because everybody knows that after filming, Mel totally unplugs from the cast and the crew. Right. Which and again, I guess I'll say this is my problem with this show as well. This is what happens when you're putting people on the show together who really don't have the type of rapport they want us to believe. Stormy and Mel are not close outside of this show, but they presented it like they was when they first brought Stormy to the show. I wish they would stop doing that. I wish they would stop doing that. If these motherfuckers are associated at best 
let's run it as their associates at best, maybe trying to get to know each other and build friendships. But stop bringing people on this show acting like they were such good friends and that's why you want them on the show only to find out that's not the case. And honestly, a, a part of that is on Mel because she is executive producer. Like yeah, you. Mel brought Stormy to the show. Mel brought Destiny to the show. Yeah. Well, 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 well. Mel did not bring Stormy to the show, but she did kind of co-sign for her, if that makes sense. From my understanding, Carlos, people pay Carlos to do like these kind of interviews to see if their lives, I mean, I guess are basically exciting enough for to be on reality TV. But Stormy had was in contact with Carlos to be on the Bell Collective, but she was too far from Jackson. But she was moving to Huntsville. So Huntsville was the next best thing. Yes. And so she had did her interview for the Bell Collective and then wanted to do Love and Marriage Huntsville. And during talks with Melody, she brought up Stormy's name. And that was kind of like a confirmation and kind of, oh, yeah, they did do... an application to be on this show and that didn't work out but they probably could be good for this one so she didn't necessarily bring her to the show like oh stormy would be good this is somebody i know but she did put put them back on carlos's radar Mm. Mm. got it that's fair that's fair on that part but i still blame mel for being for allowing them to present it you know to candace's point like her and stormy were good friends that is, I still put on mail and Carlos with the writing. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, and from what I picked up, I think people know that Mel takes a break from the cast between seasons. But it seems like with Stormy and Destiny, I don't, it doesn't seem like Mel communicates that clearly enough to people. Yeah. She just kind of goes, oh, I'm changing my number. Oh, I'm not talking to people. But people don't kind of know that from jump. Because I feel like Stormy and Destiny don't strike me as people that are going to necessarily beg for attention and friendship if they know what things are. So if the thing is, hey, I just want you to know, Stormy, we may be out of contact for a while because this is kind of what I do. I disconnect after the season. Mel is a horrible horrible communicator. And we could be truly, truly honest about it. And she... I think we've said this before. I really loathe the nice, nasty thing she does. And even when her and Stormy were talking, she was absolutely gaslighting Stormy. Well, did you try to call him? Did you try to text me? Ma'am, what? If you wanted me to have your number, you would do like most motherfuckers do when they get a new number. Send it to the people they want to have and then say, this is my new number. Lock me in. Well, did you try to DM me? Why do somebody got to chase you down to communicate with you? Imagine, imagine changing your number and then, then somebody that's supposed to be at least associated with you at best is like, it's like, damn, I ain't heard from you. Then, you. then you tell them, well, damn, did you try DMing me, bitch? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, like totally weird. Now, what I will say is um, we're going to see in this season that Stormy's mama is going to become a huge problem. I already know Stormy's mama is a problem because she's in the love in Huntsville um, no chaser group and she has not liked Mel since before Stormy was on the show. Yeah, I believe she you, just you, don't you, like you, her. You talked about that before, yeah. Yeah. And last but certainly not least. So 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 you so you do you think 
um, Stormer's mom is going to become the new Wanda? I think she's going to try, but I think she's worse than Wanda in that Wanda didn't have a lot of vitriol for Mel until Mel and Tisha were getting into it. Stormy Mama has never liked Mel, ever. Mm. And she's been very vocal about it. Um, Before we go, I just, I'm I'm happy to see Martell miserable. I really am. I feel good about that. I love this song. Because not only are you a piece of shit as a person, you're a fucking homophobic, a raging homophobic idiot. And I am so tired of you running this she got 20 babysitter storyline when what you really want to say is I don't want her great bro- her gay brother watching my kids and so I'm going to make up anything to try to make her seem unfit. Like I'm getting tired of that and the whole trying to walk mail to her car knowing you out here still trying to file for full custody of kids that you really cannot afford to take care of amongst other things. That shit is really crazy to me. Yeah, just, um, that shit don't make sense. Are you finna say something there? Like I said, I think I think it's been time for Mel to lead this show. Um, yep. quite honestly, because you can you couldn't have me around him because I'm not gonna act civilized. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm not going to when you're doing all this and then you want to smile in my face, knowing behind the scenes you're trying to take my babies from me. Right. I wouldn't have it in me, and I would have I would have just left the show. Yep, because um, I was having this conversation with my mom. Shout out Mama White Diamonds. But I just think it's a lot of audacity to expect Mel to be kind and cordial to Martell because he has done a lot of things to her outside of this whole outside baby thing. Like, we can we can keep it super 100. Sheree and Mel used to hang out. Martell knows Sheree because Sheree and Mel, you be cool and cordial you still got your baby mama running around the internet saying any and everything about this woman though she is the she's one of the problems Mel ain't step on coleslaw feet coleslaw stepped on male feet and continued to do it coleslaw is hilarious yeah because she just a side dish she ain't gonna never be the entree as soon as uh, i Martel think she more go- like jambalaya <laughs> she she not even that, because if we're to be honest, as soon as Martel was fully and legally single, he skipped right over her and continues to fuck her in the dark. She has to run the social media to let people know that Martel still messes with her. In no capacity does he have very much of anything to say about her. He went right on over to Sheree. My filters must be good, because I ain't heard nothing else from that girl. Yeah. Like, as soon as that man was single, y'all could have had an opportunity to have a family together. That man ran in the total opposite direction of you. But I would like to see her on the show because she got so much to say. Now, no, I do believe if, if we want to if we want to get Mel off this show, that's how they're going to do it. They're going to allow Arion to come on to have a to be a friend of the show. No, I think we too late on that. Yeah, I, I don't think so. No, think nobody so, cared. Nobody cared about Arion to be to really begin with but the the time when she was the hottest was like those first couple of seasons now that they divorced the only way Ariane being on this show brings something fresh and new is if her and Mel some way bury the hatchet and they showing co-parenting like not co-parenting but showing how that kind of relationship works with half siblings other than that they can leave her where she at because there's nothing else I want to know from her there's no story I want to know from her at all. I disagree. I disagree. Yeah. I think there's a lot we still don't know that she still has not spoken on that 
Martell's probably buying her silence. There's there's a lot of shit that has happened behind those scenes. And Mel has even alluded to it. She says all the time, it's so much that y'all will never know. And I think that so much we will never know, it, it rests with, with Ariane, which is why Martell doesn't do much when she jumps out of pocket because he he doesn't want any more of his business all over the internet that girl that girl is holding some shit that would make us probably be like oh my fucking god i agree with that candace but i also agree with adrian that i feel like the time for them to do that has kind of sailed at this point because you know when they had a perfect opportunity to do that but they didn't i want to say it was that one season when Mel and Martell, like, they had the fresh divorce and Martell and Ariane had that phone conversation when he was going to pick up the kid. Remember, remember when he was in the car talking to her? That was the scene they, they needed to they do They wasn't that. divorced yet. Oh, that wasn't They weren't divorced yet. Mm-mm. But that would have been the season yet. to have her on. That's the yeah. season when, yeah, he that. was, when he was talking to her in the car and she was like, you always been good to me. You always looked out for me to care okay, of me. You're right. They I know exactly yeah, what you season know, yeah. that is. They... They wasn't divorced yet. It was heading in that direction. Okay, I think okay. it would be a good time just because she even been sparring and going back and forth with Sheree. Mm-mm, don't want to see it. Still don't want to see it. <laughs> I guess I really just don't like her of what I know from her because I don't know that lady from a can of paint. She might be a very... Okay, I ain't even going to do that <laughs> No, bullshit, I'm not but... saying she's a very good person, but if you, we can't say we dwell and live in mess and then be like, well, I don't want no mess. I'll take that. No, mess. it's not about really not winning mess. But she don't have to me. She don't have a type of mess that I that we I don't know that though because she he keep her under a gag order now. We don't know what she got up her sleeve because he her always gag. kissing her. He always her- kissing her ass to keep her from really talking. Like even when she did that interview with Tasha K, dumbass. Um, it, was it wasn't hilarious. anything we hadn't heard before. Like, it wasn't anything we hadn't heard before. And it was a lot she wasn't willing to talk about. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm not uh, against it happening. I don't think it will ever happen as long as Mel continues to be a part of that show in any capacity, both as an executive producer or as a castmate. But if you really want to see Mel going off this show and move on to greener pastures, that's how you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to introduce somebody who is the bane to her existence and that is Martel's former mistress and outside child baby mama. So who she you think would tape with her? Yeah, that's the other thing. That's the oh, other I think thing. They I would think Keisha would tape with her. Keisha would tape with her. I think, they, would, I think they, sure. they would all tape with her because they all get so pissy that Mel doesn't want to be in their immediate friend circle anymore. However, okay. Mel and Carlos did sit down for an interview and... Mel has alluded to the fact that she and Tisha have since reconciled whatever issues they had, but they've tried that before and it never lasts long. So I'm not giving it, I'm not going to give it too much. I was going to say, they they don't reconcile for the fifth time and they're going to be right back arguing in like eight seasons, episode eight of this season. I for sure believe Marceau and Maurice um, and Tisha would film with the baby mama. I do believe I don't that. think Maurice would because I don't think Kimmy or if he did it, I don't he would think, have to do it without Kimmy. Kimmy's not I don't yeah, think Yeah, it would be without it. Kimmy. I don't think Kimmy would. Yeah. Um I think another I think Stormy would. Cause Stormy is easy to manipulate and we even called Stormy a flunky when she was getting into it with Destiny on behalf of Mel. We was all like you should have stayed out of that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with So, I don't know. But whatever this is that Carlos King doing right now, I don't like that. And you're going to have to show me something else. Because I, think... I cannot believe y'all still putting Kiki on my TV screen. I, I think she be in the opening credits. Like, forget just on the TV screen. She in the opening credits, and I didn't think she brought enough anything last for that. Yeah, even her, even her reason for beefing with Tisha wasn't nothing that stood out to me because I'm not trying to be funny, but she was a crackhead, and if 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 Adrian invite me to a party. And she invite my cousin who she don't know is necessarily a crackhead, but me and the family know. And we know that she has stolen and, and gone through and tried to raid people's medicine cabinet and shit like that. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell Adrian. <laughs> you better tell like, me because if you don't and they steal from me, I'm going to be upset. Like, I'm going to come. Now, I might not joke about it how like Mar Marceau did, but he's a dickhead. But I'm definitely going to be like, hey, you know, I remember you saying you invited my cousin ABC. ABC got some sticky fingers due to a prescription drug habit. And, you know, be careful with them in your home. Yeah, come you in with them shoes on. Make sure they have a clear purse like they're going in the stadium. Yeah. I mean, for me, and I said it before, I'm, I'm a broken record at this point. I'll say it again. Like, for me, if you present a problem and you have a resolution to that problem, Whereas there's an acknowledgement of wrong and an apology of wrong, which that happened between Tisha and Kiki and with Tisha. Why are we still talking about is, it? it? Thank you, friend. That's my problem. That's my problem right there. Why are we still talking about it? Why is it still on our radar? Why is it still on our radar? I agree. Um, I and I, Adrian, I agree it came back too fast, especially because, you know, Love and Marriage DC just abruptly stopped coming on. Yeah, like is they on break or something or something? Well, they said that was like their mid season finale. Yeah. That's what I, I thought I it was just... supposed to be like their mid season finale. Well that, that's fair. But like, can y'all niggas come back? <laughs> like like did somebody get shot and y'all need some some extra time? Like what's happening here? You know, it's right. Like, like I you know, especially if it especially if we give this shit here with fucking Kiki being in the headline and shit. Like I, Right. Uh, we 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 can hold off a little bit if this if that's what it's come to. How yeah, the, if that's how, what it's come to, I could have waited it. I could have waited until summertime. How the mighty have fallen. But yeah. I feel like this is Carlos King cash cow. And again, the plot has to me the plot is starting to be lost with this show because what made it shoot to the top of people's food chain in terms of reality TV was that the stuff that we saw with Mel and Martell in those first two seasons was extremely authentic and happening in real time. Mm -hmm. That's what made it interesting. That's what made it a standout. And then the now, fact that people have these relationships already, like granted her and Tisha's relationship went to hell on the show, but they were friends beforehand. They yeah. were more than just passing acquaintances. And I think that's what these shows lose. Because usually the first season is a cohesive group of people that knew each other. They had a relationship yeah. prior to the show. And then as you go on, when you're trying to add new people, you do the thing that they did with Stormy, where you make it seem like Stormy and Mel were friends more than they really were, or like Portia with Fallon when they really mm. weren't. 
And yeah. so then they get into these situations that people kind of glom onto and feel a way about because we think, oh, this was her friend before the show. So there's no way that this should be happening like this. But they really weren't Correct. friends. Correct. And we I are think, hitting the nail on the head here. And I think with this show in particular, like one reason that it caught such lightning in a bottle is because it, it Mel and Martell's issues were happening in real time and we all saw it. But also, again, to Adrian's point, like before like this happened, before Martell did what he did, these niggas was friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, yes. because of Martell's actions and because of people's either action or inaction, things are strained. And so they're trying to keep the same, they're trying to keep the show going and I want it to continue, but I feel like the writing and how they've gone about it, especially post, you know, Mel and Martell's separation, it's like they they really um, are not tapping into some of the potential that they have because, you know, don't get me wrong, as much as I love mess and drama and I do, you know, Martell and Mel's mess and drama was interesting, but I've said it before on here, it do get Annoying, it do get annoying and exhausting seeing two, them two niggas fuss all the goddamn time. It do. It get annoying and it gets aggravating. It's doubly aggravating and annoying when you know there's things happening be behind the scenes that they're intentionally trying to cover up with fabricated mess. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. don't play in my face like that. And right. you absolutely could be talking about these lawsuits without going into the specific details. Like you ain't yeah, gotta get us, give us every little detail, but they won't even acknowledge that it's happening. Yeah, I think the only people that were willing to be as transparent as we need to hold our interest are Mel and Martel. But now we've reached the point where I don't think even they can be as transparent as they could before because I think they're starting to realize like that does affect that could affect their children. They are still doing this ongoing custody thing. Right. And nobody else wants to be transparent like they were. Yeah. And then especially yeah. and, and you couple that with both of their personalities, which, you know, we can keep it above. Both of them are um, very special um, in their stupid. own way. Let's just say that. Especially so, stupid. Uh, yeah, well, I was trying to be kind. But yes. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? It's like with them two doing what they doing and nobody else, you know, really opening up. I'm not saying, like, don't get me wrong, I still like Love and Marriage Huntsville. I, I really do. But it is getting to that point where it's like, y'all, whoever in the writing room, y'all niggas need to, like, really sit down and, and think about this shit because you edging on that territory of, like, this is kind of getting hacked. Which is why yes. we needed more time. Yeah. We needed more time. Yep, yep. we... We circle back to your original point, Adrian, and I certainly agree. I was very shocked to see it coming back so soon. And now having watched episodes one and two of this new season, I'm I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. I don't need another sit down between Tisha and Kiki. I don't need another. I don't need nobody else constantly meddling in Mel and Martell's co-parenting situation. You know what I'm saying? And playing both sides of the fence. Like Chris Fletcher and his wife are key, 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 and while Martell sitting up there saying, and when God said go, then next thing you turn around, you and her face come out. Is there anything y'all could do to sit down together and pick out babysitters? Like, just mind your fucking business, bitch. Y'all are not impartial. Y'all want TV time, and let's call a thing a thing. Because who the well, fuck is inviting Martell? That's what I'm saying. Who the fuck is inviting them 
Why would they even be inviting Martell to their fucking date night other than they wanted some TV time and a check? Like, fuck y'all. No. You could have you could have waited Carlos King until you moved some other pieces into play to really get shit going good. But this is starting out really snoozy, boring. That's all I have to love in my field. What about y'all? That was about it for me. Hang on, man. All right. Well, we thank y'all for tuning in. We are glad to be back. Um, hope y'all had a good Easter. Spring has sprung. Niggas are nigging and everything in between. Um, I wish the worst on people who still don't respect people's personal space in public. Um, yes, Jules is still she still moan like Bob Vila. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. She's that bitch still thinks she she black and I don't give a fuck how many apologies Daniel Caesar issue um is fuck both of them and I'll never forget that that bitch went on Joe Budden podcast and tried to talk shit about me because I said she was posting pictures and bathing suits with her her bare pussy in them and I meant that I meant that and when you niggas go up for white women you always fall hard because no sooner than that happened. That bitch came out talking about Joe Button wear clothes and then return them for money. Return them to get the money back after they wear the clothes <laughs> and they be and they be stanking. She said they be stanking. So <laughs> I never knew that because I don't play with. Yes, with that's why Yes Jules and Joe Button fell out was because Yes Jules, um, she 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 messed up like the bitch always do, running her fucking dick slobbers. And Joe Button like was like, yo, you need to watch your mouth. And she was like, I don't need to watch nothing, especially from coming from you when you uh, wear clothes and return them and they be smelly. That was oh, they fell out. They well, work the luck to you. That's what you get. Yeah. Thumbs down to both you stupid motherfuckers. Um, we will be back next week. Do Bell Collective start next week? No, it's back in May. That's what I want to see. That's what I'm ready for. Because word on the curb is Cliff and Latrice is sleeping in separate bedrooms like they uh Lucy and Desi Arnaz and shit. So, you know, this this should be a good season. And Letitia and Marie is still some bozos over. They still married to niggas who don't want them, don't want to do right by them. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to the Bell Collective coming back. And we will be back next week. We'll be down to three shows, so we'll be able to get in and out. We appreciate y'all. Make sure you're subscribed to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Flawless Noises. We're about to record an episode of Ratchet Reloaded. You won't be disappointed. Treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. And we out. Bye, y'all.